Welcome back, everybody, to episode 16 of Perpetual Sports Talk. My name is Sean. And I'm Scott. This is this is the PST Christmas special. The PST CS, if you will. Okay. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, it's, I'm in the holiday spirit. I know. I'm in the Christmas spirit. You got the Christmas music going the past two days, and uh, I'm ready to get my Christmas on. What do you do about getting psyched? How do you get psyched? How does Scott psych himself for Christmas? Or is it more like natural? Do you pump Seems yourself like up at all? No, it's just it's the, it's the lights. It's, it's the whole atmosphere that comes with it. It's the colder weather. You know, now it starts a lot earlier. Um, and once you hit a little break, you know, you get a few days off of work. Mm. Um, it's a lot easier, I think, to get psyched once once that ends. Yeah. Yeah, The w- when the actual break is is going, I feel like as I'm getting older, I feel like I'm having a harder time getting psyched. Why I that? feel like a total Ebenezer, you know, total Scrooge. We were Scrooge last week. Or la- well, not last week, last episode. Yeah, yeah, a couple days ago. I was a big time Scrooge. But it just took me a little longer to get psyched this year. I don't know. I'm psyched now. Okay. Like, I'm ready. Got the Christmas tunes going. Got the cookies. Yep. Everybody's yep. pretty much decorated by now. You see the trees in the windows. And we talked about the decorations that I don't like. That yeah. are very, yeah. very popular. A lot of beasts with that. Ah, I don't Flash like the, lights. the strobing. You just like the very, you know, the white lights. The very simple. I do. I like the white. I like the colored lights, too. Like the different. Yeah. There are some wacky colors, though. Like weird looking purples and greens. Yeah. I just like your, you know, the, the blues and the reds and the greens. There's one street over in Sterling. I don't know if you or your family ever went to it, but they're like, the whole street is decked out. Oh. You ever been over there? Is that the, you do like the drive yeah. and you look? And you can get out and you can walk around. Oh, okay. And everybody's just, I mean, it's just completely lit up. The whole mm-hmm. entire street goes in on it. We used, to do, we used to go every year as a family, you know, I, and get the hot chocolate. Okay. Do that whole deal. Nice. Okay. I, I like the, uh, I like the, Toodling around looking at Christmas lights. Yeah. That's something that definitely gets you psyched. You got the heat up, you know, you're getting all snuggle cozy, you know, with the heat up. All right, that's enough of that. We need to talk some sports, man. Okay, we can we can talk some sports. But I, I want to bridge the gap between right, Christmas and sports. What me. are some good, maybe on your list, on, on your Christmas list, people you had to buy for? Did you buy any sport-related gifts? What's a, what's a big sport-related gift maybe that's popular this year? I'm just curious. Not this year, but like, I, I mean, I didn't, to just answer your question, no. But I think like getting somebody a jersey, you know, like even like a personalized jersey or like a jersey with like their favorite player or something like that. You like the jersey? I like the jersey. I think that's like, you know, they thought of you specifically. Right. You know, they know your interests, you know, they know your likes. I think that's a very, you know, quality gift too. You think you like, okay. It's a nicer yeah, jersey ha- or it's just like a shirtsy right. one. The yeah, that's, a, that's a good gift. I think that's a, a popular sports gift. Yeah, you you treated yourself and got yourself the Trey Turner jersey the day, <laughs> yeah, after, the day after that they that they got bounced. Well, I didn't get I, it then. They got it. It got to me the day after. You you planned on them advancing, and there's yeah. no, that's yeah. a winner's mentality. You know what? I think more that's of us right. need to have the mentality. Oh, I have this jersey for the NLCS because we're going to be there. Oops, yep. oops. And I noticed you're wearing your Expos hat. Oof. Fame. People fame, recognize yeah, you with that Expos I go, hat. I can't go on the street with this hat on. <laughs> you, get, you get mobbed. <laughs> I'm surprised nobody said anything at the Mason game yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Hey, aren't you that guy who's all <laughs> butthurt at the... Uh... Hey, that was a sad time in my life. Yeah, that was, that was tough for all DC fans. I'm going to disagree with you on the jersey. Okay, go ahead. Why? Because I think when you get to a certain age jerseys become not inappropriate but just kind of goofy i always and and i know that you're a jersey guy you wear the jersey and that's and that's great but my my thought on it is you know a kid wearing his or her role models jersey that's awesome that's pretty cool i feel like for the player to see that you know a little jersey i think that's awesome if you're a grown man and you're wearing the jersey of a kid oh, I, who's I, I, 20 years younger than you, I think it's a little weird. Um, I think it's weird seeing, you know, old guys walking around with Kirk Cousins, or old guys walking around with Bryce Harper jerseys. It's just it's just weird. It's like, what you know, do you I want to... It. I get it. Like, like what's I like wrong with polo. just a sh- I like a team polo. Okay, yes, that's good. Just some that's sort of t-shirt. Look, a very she, clean look. Yeah, the polo or, or just... 
or just any sort of apparel with the team's name on. I think I think jersey days should be limited. I think once you're I think once you're 20 Really? I think high school you're still good. You can wear jerseys. Uh-huh. I think I think once you're classified an adult, maybe even 18, eh, I'll say 20. You shouldn't be you shouldn't be wearing jerseys of people who are your age or younger than you. Like we could rock Cal Ripken jerseys you're still. Saying, I'd be cool with that. Okay. You see what I'm saying I here? See what, I see where you're going with this. I don't completely agree. Okay. I just think it's a kid's thing. I don't think there should be a rule on that. I do have a rule on bringing your glove to ballparks. Oh. I think if you're over the age of 12 no. and you bring your bring your glove to a ballpark, you're doing something wrong. Right. You should be thrown out. You absolutely should. They should just confiscate the glove yeah. at the gate. Yeah. Use just your hands. Take your you're ticket fine. and rip it up. Right. You're not like well, you're not playing. Like you're there enjoying the, the game. Goofy you're old guy with the glove with the, brings his glove and he just like ball hawks the whole entire time. He just begs the players for balls. It's so weird. It's it's, I mean, a it's just pathetic. a baseball. Like really, if your life revolves around getting baseballs, like come on, it's a little pathetic. I mean, catching the ball is exciting, but you don't need a glove. It's a, it's a cooler story when you do it with your bare yeah, hand I'm also, anyway. I'm also, when I catch a ball, if I ever catch a ball, I'm giving it to a kid. Right. Immediately. Right. It's just a baseball. You don't want anybody booing catch you. Catch a ball, give it to a kid. Kid, that's, yeah, that's a nice, that's a nice gesture. Well, that's, that's an easy one. That's a no-brainer. Why, why doesn't everybody think like that? Because some people are weird and wear jerseys <laughs> and bring gloves to games. Yeah, so that's a double whammy for you. Whew. If I see you and you're a grown man wearing a jersey of so we go to a, a NAS game next next year, I wear my Trey Turner jersey and bring a glove. I'm just gonna make sure that there's a seat between us. <laughs> That's a yeah, sad Expos fan. Not actually, not actually here. Uh, but jersey's okay gift. I think I think tickets to any game is is a really good gift. I think that's a fail safe. Okay. If you're if you're looking to buy, kind of line it up, but yeah. Yeah, you, you know, it has to be farther away. It it can't be. Hey, we're going to the game tomorrow. It has. Well, to it's be. also like, what if they're what if they're what they're busy? That's what I'm saying. That's why you got to sort of plan. So yeah, ahead. I get your tickets for something in February, and you can't go because you have something going on there. Well, theoretically, if you buy them in advance enough, they should be able to set some stuff up. Yeah, if they're a true fan, I think tickets. I think tickets for a. I think tickets for a present. I think that's a solid present. Yeah. I, think it's, I think it's a good present. Maybe a hat. It's a good stocking stuffer. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> so that's our that's our Christmassy that's our, discussion. Wow. We'll, well, we'll revisit. Sure. We'll, we'll do it throughout the episode. Yeah. I'm just going to play random Christmas tunes throughout the episode. I hope well, that's okay with everybody. I hope it's wanna, okay with you, Scott. Of course. Of course. Okay. I do want to say happy Festivus, Sean. I think that's a very important piece of this uh, day. It's what? It's a Festivus for the rest of us, right? This is the day. A Festivus for the rest of us! <laughs> it is, it's December 23rd yep. is classified as as Festivus. Sadly, this, that's this a part is, of our heritage. <laughs> this is this is Festivus, the airing of grievances. Feats of strength. Feats of strength. We're going to, we're going to get to a couple. We're going to, we're going to get to a couple. I do have a few grievances I want to. Want to talk about, but we'll we'll get to it. Yeah. Should should we start with those grievances? You nah, know nah. me, I like I like starting with grievances. Whatever you got, whatever you got in the on the docket. What I have on the docket for today, I want to get into the NFL playoff picture. Okay. It's starting to it's starting to take take shape for the skins. For the skin, I mean, just around the league, okay. particularly the the NFC. I would like to talk about our alma mater, George Mason University, being number one in the A-10. I don't want to jinx anything. It's a good look. And sort of preview. I mean, we're going to talk about them more, but preview conference play, which starts over the next couple days. And the new Grayson Allen tripping incident. That's a grievance. Want to get into just a little bit of college football, just to touch college football. We'll have a nice little weekend appetizer, and then we'll uh, then we'll get out of here. Wrap it up. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Okay, so the NFL, we have this week. The I Cowboys mean, we, clinched this week. Correct. Because Cowboys the, clinched with home field advantage with the Giants' loss. Because the Giants lost. That's incredible. If you were to tell me before the season that Tony Roman was going to go down and get hurt for the entire season, and that Dak Prescott was going to be the starting quarterback and lead them to 11-2 now, 12-2, I believe they're yeah. I believe they're twelve and two. Yeah. yeah. It's fourteen weeks. They've only yeah, lost two games, two. most of the Giants. But Right. Giants got their number. 
Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, leading the, leading the country, taking the country by storm. MVP candidates. I think both of them. Both of them are legitimate too. cases for, for MVP rookies. candidates. Yeah. And obviously rookies rookies of the year. And I th- I just think it's I just think it's a great story. I think it's an awesome story. I think whenever whenever teams, whenever players come out of the other side when facing adversity they, and they and they come out on top, that's awesome. That's good for not only the team, it's just good for the sport in general. You know, I'm a I'm a Redskins fan and I could even appreciate that. I'm sure I won't. We've said this before. I'm sure I'm not when they're going to become classic Redskins killers, which it looks like they're yeah. they're on their way to doing. But right now they're, they're they're fun to watch. They're awesome. Okay. They are. I mean, they're great. So you got the Redskins looking looking up. It's bleak. It's the, I, I don't know about looking up. They're in a. No, bad, I'm saying. I guess it's, yeah, looking down. Just for the season. Yeah, I don't know. Looking uphill, maybe. Yeah. I don't know how to say it. Right. Well, that is a lousy expression. You know, say, it's all uphill from here, but it's like, uphill's harder. You, you know the expression it's I'm talking about? It's all downhill from here, so downhill would be easier. Downhill should like, be easier, but yeah. it's a, it has a negative connotation to yeah. it. Yeah. They're looking up at the Giants and Cowboys. Oh, they got a bunch of people in front the of Bucks them. The Bucks are looking good. Yeah. And you know, Seahawks th- are looking good. I forgot this, but... The Buccaneers started one and three. That's how their season started. Famous Jameis and his oh. crab legs have been. Uh, yeah, he he's up. get the get the crab leg protein in him. Yeah. I love hearing his little pregame and postgame speeches. He's very though. mature for his for his age, huh? He really gets <laughs> gets jacked up, huh? Are you uh, are you being facetious right now? No, just he has a very like when he smiles and gets pumped up, it looks just like legitimate and so true. Because during a lot of those NFL pump ups and and post games, a lot of it almost seems sort of fake. But for some reason, with him, he just has this little like weird little goofy smile. I like it. I think he's me weird. too. Me too. Oh, I thought you were hating on. No, I absolutely. Fun of him. No, it. I mean, so it, why it am I always being goofy. facetious then? There's no way. No, he's he's a leader as at 21. 20, I think he's 21, 22. No, this is his third year in the really? league. Really? His third year in the league. Oh, okay. All right. He won the Heisman in 2013. And then. He's 22. Oh. When did he win the Heisman? Mm. What was that? 2000, Florida State, obviously. 2014 was. I'm and getting my Heisman's off. 2014, 2014 was Mary. No, Mariota was before that even. I don't know. You get on that. Nah. But he wrote, apparently he wrote like this little letter to his team and they all read it and they all were, they all were 2013. So well, you got, 2013. You got, but yeah, the, Manziel in 12, Winston in 13, Mariota in 14. That's what I thought. Our boy RG3 in 11. Oh. And Superman Cam in 10. Mm-hmm. And then it just goes downhill from there. Right. Mark Ingram, Sam Bradford, Timmy T, Troy Smith, Matt Leinart. Well, yeah, Reggie, before that, they took it away from him in right. 2005. Right. But now uh, that was... It goes I mean, downhill from there. That's an entirely... And now we got now we got Lamar Jackson to add to the list. Yeah, he's a freshman. Yeah. I mean... what's What'll be interesting if he could... If he could possibly repeat, I don't I see why only not. Been done. And the stats of, oh, I, 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 even tell I you. think that's only been done ten times. I'd be surprised if it was done ten times. Ten times, I, th- I think that's been done. Anyway, we're sort of getting yeah, off. Let's drifting. say, let's save that. Let's say we'll get to college football in in a little bit. But the Redskins are facing facing some problems. They got troubles. They no longer they no longer control their own destiny. It's no more, let's just win and take care of business. They're now relying on other teams to lose. And that's, and that's never good. Never good yeah. It's never good. They, they need Green Bay to lose. They need the Packers to lose. And obviously, we just mentioned they, they, know, need, the, they need the Buccaneers to lose as well. All that talk, you know, we need this guy to lose. We need that guy to lose. Let's just win. Like, let's just focus on winning. I, I hate talking about, like, the different scenarios because I'm not going to be watching all these games to be like, oh, I hope, you know, 
just just win the game we have in front of them. Beat but, the Bears. Beat the Bears. Right. That's all they should do. That's all they should be concerned that's we, about. That's all we need. To Those play. of us in the fan base, we're allowed to be concerned because... If they don't win, it doesn't even matter. Let's just win this game. Yeah, but... It'll work out. Yeah, but win. if the other teams win, then it... Then it this is the situation that we find ourselves in. We just have to worry about it now. Yeah. Now the... Now the Green Bay Packers playing the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, that game's that always matters. entertaining because it's it's a you know it's rivalry. the it's the rivalry. But now it it can affect us, which is a little weird because we want Green Bay to lose, but at the same time the Vi- the Vikings are a very far cry. A lot of things have to happen for them to get in. I'm not even sure math. math. I think they're still possibly if, but they're directly behind. The Redskins. They're sitting at seven and seven, and the Redskins seven six and one. That tie is going to end up. I don't know. I was thinking the opposite. I think the tie might end up helping. It could have helped if they took advantage. What if we were eight and six? How much better would that be? What if we're seven and seven? You know, you could say it either way. They really did everything they could to lose that game across the pond. Okay. Another ah. Dustin well, Hopkins, he better come out and just nail his feet. He missed another field goal on Monday. We didn't talk about that when I was in a really Scrooge mood. <laughs> didn't even talk about Dusty Hopkins. And then we need, so we need Green Bay to lose, and we need, and we need Tampa Bay to lose, and Tampa Bay. Let's see here. First of all, Green Bay play. I forgot to mention this. No Adrian Peterson. He will not be playing this weekend. He had a bad game last week, right? Right. He's just coming, just coming back too soon. Just coming back way, way too soon. You know, he is Adrian Peterson. I think people thought that it might be possible because he came back from an ACL in, what, like eight, like seven months that first time? And it was just like, oh, my gosh. And But I think... I think the I think the Vikings have a very slim shot of beating the Packers, but you have Tampa Bay on the other hand. They're playing the Saints, mm-hmm. and Drew Brees had a really good week last week after not having after having sort of a bad. He was in like a weird place, so I think Tampa Bay is going to have some some tough times with the Saints, and then they have the Panthers. In week 17, which honestly, the Panthers might just be packing it in by by week 17. Now, I I feel weird saying that because they just shoved it against the against the Redskins, but I'm feeling week 17 is just going to be a completely different planet from week 15. So, if you know if Tampa Bay goes one and one, I think that's possible. If Green Bay goes one and one, I think that's also possible, and the skins then win both their games. Now we're looking at something. Because now we'd be looking yeah. at 9, 6, and 1 versus 9 and 7, 9 and 7. And oops, that tie helps you a little bit, Scott. That's what that means. Fair enough. I hate this. If this, if that. I do too. But it's our reality. But no one cares. It makes for bad radio, it makes for bad conversation. If, if, if. Like I just think none of this matters if the Redskins don't lose or win on Sunday. Let's just on Saturday, Saturday tomorrow. Saturday. Let's just right. hope to let's just hope to get the win. Let's hope to get the win. Now, other do you think do you think these two games for the Skins are they important games for Kirk Cousins and his future? No, I mean yes because we want to make the playoffs, but Kirk Cousins is going to get paid either way. Like, he deserves it. He deserves to be in Washington and get paid whatever he wants. And and that's it. Whether he wins or loses these two games, I don't think it'll matter for his contract or, you know, whether he'll be a starting quarterback in this league. I think he's already proved that. Um, but, of course, we want to win, you know. But to your question, no. Okay. And I agree with you, but I don't think everybody – Inside Skins Park agrees with you, like the guys whose really? opinions actually matter. No, I, I think they do. I... And he's not a McLuhan guy. GMs like having their guys. 
Scott McLuhan had nothing to do with putting Kirk Cousins on the team. So, I think he's the biggest Kirk doubter of all. And I agree with you, Scott. I'm just saying the game on Monday, he allowed for those Kirk haters to have just the smallest bit of ammunition, even though he broke a record, his own record. Yeah. 4,360 yards in one season passing, and he still has two games left. He is the. It'd be silly. It'd be yeah. stupid for them to let him go. Me, but everybody is looking for quarterbacks. There's only a handful of elite quarterbacks in the league. Oh yeah, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew, Drew Brees, Brees, maybe Matt Ryan. I mean, maybe. well, this is just the best year of his right. whole career. So there's that the few solid quarterbacks, and then everybody else is still searching for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like it's not. It's not good out there. You know, it's like. You can you can compare you can compare Kirk Cousins to ninety percent of the quarterbacks in the league, and he comes out on top. Yeah, uh, maybe he's you say he's in the top ten percent of quarterbacks in the league. I think so. So he's. I in, think he's up there next to. I think he's up there next to it's thirty quarterbacks, ten percent. I th- I think we can I think we can get twenty quarterbacks who are worse than Kirk. That's top thirty percent, right? Oh, now well, I now can't you do can't math. do math. I can't do now, math. That's gonna that's gonna go in the notes. Fair enough. That's <laughs> fine. I'll put him in the notes. But I I think he I think he's I think he's worked himself to be in that list, particularly without I, a running game. I think he, I think he's in that. I, well, I think he's. Passing I think he's on the outskirts. I think he's on the outskirts no... of that group. He's not in the in the middle. He's he's right there on the fringe. He's right there on the fringe of of Matt Ryan. He's on the fringe of Aaron Rodgers. The fringe of Drew Brees. Just because well, this is only his second legitimate year. Okay, but in that way, it's kind of going against what you're saying, though. Like he's on a passing team. His numbers are inflated. Right. So like, if you're comparing numbers, but I just st- think he's a smart quarterback. But that works really hard, studies hard, yeah, and and deserves a big contract, whether he wins or loses these next two games. Mm-hmm. His his numbers are inflated. However, you know he's got two games left. I mean, so how you really how much think infl- this matters to McLuhan, the quarterback of the future for the Washington Redskins. Yeah, if he loses these two games, will not be Kirk Cousins. I come on. I think it will be talked about for sure, for sure, because they're impatient and they want immediate results. No. I don't think so. I hope we don't see that. I can. I, I just foresee that that's a real conversation. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. No need in talking about it now. We'll cross a bridge when the what when the game comes to for it. The NFL Redskins, Pro Bowlers. I'm just gonna say a name. You 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 agree? These guys these guys are on the these guys made the Pro okay, Bowl. I know. You, I have already. Yeah. You you just you, it's a yes or no. Jordan Reed. Yes. Okay, I agree. <laughs> I think he deserves it. Obviously, it was a very unfortunate game. I did a lot of venting. I did a lot of airing of grievances last episode. I think that was sort of a fluke. Trent Williams. Um. Do I think he's? Should be a Pro Bowler? Worthy? Uh, do I think he's good enough? Yes. He's definitely good enough to be a Pro Bowler. Yeah. This year, I mean, I guess so. I mean, it's hard to judge offensive linemen. You don't think the four-game suspension sh- is for I think he's substance one abuse best, should be... one of the best linemen in the, in the league, so in yeah, that but way... but he didn't play for four games. Yeah. He's you know, he's, he's missed a His quarter of the there. season. He missed a quarter of the there. season. Yeah. But Brady missed four games, and he's... He's the AFC QB. Ryan Kerrigan. I haven't seen stats on him this year, but again, he's one of the best linebackers. We call him linebacker. He's listed as a linebacker, right? But Correct. Yeah, he's up there in he's up there in his sacks. He's had yeah. crazy set eleven sacks. Oh, yeah. I believe eleven yeah. sacks. Numbers wise and yes. Just a little yes. slow. But I agree. I think he I think he deserves to be in there. And finally I know you're good. Yeah. Brandon Sheriff is the last the fourth one. Correct. Yeah, I mean he's had a heck of a rookie year. Uh, it's not his second year. Who do we get in the first round last year? Last last year this was year. Brandon Sheriff. Who this, this year? Doxson. Uh, Doxson. Doxson, correct. Oh. 
Sheriff. So no, he's having he's having time again. He has the talent there again. It's hard to judge offensive linemen. It's it's cool. But it's cool though. I two two of your offensive linemen going to the Pro Bowl. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. That's especially with the offensive line being so bad, historically bad the past. Historically bad. Well, not historically, but you know, eleven <sighs> years if you want to call that. Yeah, historical. that's historic. That is pretty historic. And Norman, Josh Norman, he didn't he didn't he didn't make it. He, he didn't really seem to care. No, who cares? But I don't even. I mean, Pro Bowl is a big. How many interceptions anyway. did he have this this season? Like yeah. zero. Yeah, I think he had zero. No, he didn't have zero. He's got one or two. Yeah, one. I'll say two. One, one He's got one. See you. Mm. I'm just gonna flash it back to a couple episodes ago. You were saying how interceptions to cornerbacks are like wins and losses to starting pitchers. They yeah. don't matter. They don't. Doesn't that kind of tick you off that he only has one interception? I heard Richard Sherman say, you know, kind of what you're saying. If you don't get interceptions, you're not a good cornerback. Because good cornerbacks bait their quarterbacks into throwing their way. Mm-hmm. You know, some will say, if he's a good cornerback, he's shut down. The quarterback will never throw their way. They won't get any picks. But Sherman kind of flipped it around and said, if you're a good cornerback you're baiting them into thinking they have more space than they actually do, and then you're jumping the route and getting picks. Interesting. I think it's both ways kind of makes sense. Um, but if you're not getting picks, how are we supposed to judge? Unless we're watching him every single play. Some games he got burnt. Some games, some games he had good games. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's interesting. I, I want to see more interceptions. I do. For, for $19 got- million a year? You want to see more interceptions. He's got the blocks. That's great. Great, you know, he just, great coverage. I would just want to see more interceptions. And he's had chances, too. Multiple times, I remember, ball hits him in both hands, and he just can't catch catch the ball. Catch it. Shouldn't be that hard. Giants, fine. $150,000, correct? For the Ben McAdoo. The, the walkie leaks. Correct. $150,000. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good amount of money. Well, that's nothing compared to your starting quarterback, like uh, like a Tom Brady having to sit for four games. Uh, which I, I see what you could make the argument, and we we already talked about this. Yeah, I thought I thought it was funny. I think you made a good chat yeah, of the Giants. Who cares? But they're sneaky good. Oh yeah, they just, sneaky, get, they just get things done, especially with Ben good. McAdoo this year. You know, Tommy T- Coughlin. Tough timing, saying they're sneaky good because they just lost to the Eagles last night. But they're sneaky good, and and they know what winning in the playoffs is like. They know. They know. But $150,000 for doing something incredibly against the rules versus the whole deflate gate fiasco, which was is still up for debate, and your starting quarterback gets a four-game suspension. Double standard? Double standard just because it's the Patriots? After this, I got one more double standard for it you. It was all like lying, and it was like behind the scenes. I mean, they couldn't figure it out. I think, I think the NFL felt like embarrassed. I think there's going to be a movie about the Flake Gate. I think there's going to be a movie about the Patriots in, in general. And it's going to be a heck of a movie. Actually. Who's who's going to play Tom Brady? Mark Ooh. Wahlberg. Maybe when Mark's a little older, you know, you got to gain some weight and get a little older. He's already he's already been a fo- he's already been a football movie. He was yeah. in uh, Invincible. Invincible. Yeah. Um, that'd be a heck of a movie though. Who they pl- could say all of the the different scandals and all their championships. Who, who plays, plays Who plays Bill Belichick? Oh. I'm thinking maybe like a John Goodman. Have a little Walter Sobchak personality from the, the Big Lebowski. Big. <laughs> now he's too outspoken. He I think it'd be because John quiet. Goodman. John yeah. Goodman's a Boston guy. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So starring starring Mark Wahlberg as Tom Brady. Got to grow a few more inches. Yeah, he's he's a little fella, a little five eight fella, and he's a lefty, so it wouldn't work. Oh, there you go, and it wouldn't work. Okay, last double standard for you: Odell Beckham Jr. fined nineteen thousand dollars for his Craig Sager cleats. NFL fines him nineteen thousand dollars. Now, if we remember, Ezekiel Elliott zero fine for for you can call excessive celebration. We talked about this last episode, right? But I didn't think we talked about. We, we didn't about have Zeke. the number. We didn't have. 
Talking about Zeke, we didn't talk about OG. Correct. OG. Beckham, the OBG. the fine wasn't uh, the fine wasn't made public yet. Nineteenth for for cleats. I think it's silly of players to wear special cleats. Yeah, we talked about that. Does Beckham have a point that hey, how come I'm getting fined nineteen grand and Zeke did some excessive celebration and he's getting nothing? Does he have a point? Sure. Everything everything can be scrutinized like that. Um, I don't know. I mean, like Beckham said, he was going to donate the money to charity, or he donated the cleats. To charity for something? The auctioned. Auctioned Auctioned it for charity. Correct. High is better. Awesome. It's kind of the same, on the same lines as Zeke, you know? Spiked. Spiked. That's spiked. Donations. Skyrocket. Yeah, Zeke made a contribution, too, to to Salvation Army. Odell Beckham Jr. will never be due to the week, though, on this this program. Why is that? Despise him? Is that why? Eh, I think he's just done too many stupid things on the sidelines in the past for me to look past that. And I mean, don't get me wrong, the donated charity is awesome. Hey, just he's got a track record. He's got a track sure. record of of dumminess. Anything else with the NFL? Uh, I got nothing. No. Playoff right. picture. I'm, I'm getting excited. So. All right. Well, we'll be back. We'll be back at you with the NFL talk for next episode. Of course. Sc- the, Scott and Sean's rocking New Year's Eve. Yeah, really. It'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be good. But for now, let's switch sports to college basketball. And new sports, Scott. That means new Christmas jingle. New Christmas jingle. Okay. So, big story in college basketball right now. No, it's not the George Mason Patriots being number one in the A-10. Which it was, but it's not. It's Grayson Allen, the serial tripper. Three times in one calendar year, Scott. What's going on with this guy? Are you, talking, are you asking me what's, what's going through his head? Because I have no clue. Um, I think that's... It's an interesting story from a Duke player... Um, there's, I think there's a lot of things going on here. I'm, like, I'm going to mute the Michael Buble. It, like, doesn't match with the conversation. The opening was pretty, like, <laughs> was kind of nice, but now we're getting into some serious stuff. Okay, thank you, Michael Buble. You let me gather my thoughts. On I'm Grayson sorry. Thing too. No, it was Is good. It's okay? kind of scramble. We're kind of, we need to narrow the focus on Grayson Allen a little bit. He, uh, he got suspended. So Duke suspended him. Indefinitely. 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 I don't know what that means, really. Is that... It's well, co- one one game. Coach Coach K said, Coach Coach K said, Coach K doesn't even know. He was like, it might be one, might be three, it might be two. He said that he's using this as a teaching moment, quote, and basically he's gonna try to get a feel for. He said it's gonna be whenever Grayson learns, mm-hmm. and that might take one game, might take three games. It just so happens that they start conference play next week. And you know you're sitting one of your you know your second highest scorer. They're gonna be fine without him. I mean, they have players to step up. They're deep. I'm not worried Good about freshman. that. I'm I'm concerned for a, a kid who has a, so much potential, has a chance to make a lot of money in the NBA, and he has character flaws. Now you know who this reminds me of. Johnny Football. Uh. uh... I don't, Scott. I don't know about that. That was off-field stuff. This is on court. You never heard about pretty, pretty similar, man. I mean, really, it's kind of a. That's an that's an interesting comparison. You're gonna have to convince convince me on this one. Ooh, convince me on. I'm not buying you just yet. I'm willing. You know, you've tickled my uh, fancy. You've tickled it. Tickled, and if he figures out in his mind. He's it's somewhere else. His athletic ability and his play on the field speaks for itself. Johnny Football was a Heisman winner. He won a lot of games with Texas A&M. Grayson Allen has had a heck of a career at Duke and will probably have a heck of a career in the NBA if he, if he mm, keeps going. He's got some mental things to work out for. It's exactly like the same thing with, with Johnny Football, though. Everybody never questioned his performance on the field. Everybody always questioned his performance or his... I think there was attitude and a lot of questions about his performance on the field. He's a he's a five ten, one hundred and sixty pound kid. How is he going to make Drew it? Drew Brees in the NFL? does it. Eh, eh, okay. I 
I can I see think, where you're going. I, I but think his on-field abilities would question a lot more. If it wasn't for his off-the-field play, he would be still in the NFL right now. Can you, can you agree with me about that? Yes. For he's sure. starting in the NFL. I don't think he'd be... St- well, he might be starting. The Browns are hurting. Regardless. <laughs> he would be in the NFL with a job. Okay, I, I agree with you. Whether a backup or a starter. I agree with you there. Um, so in those, I kind of like to draw that parallel. Back to Grayson Allen, though. He has an interesting situation. And he's an interesting player because... I don't know if you saw like the game or anything like that, but he was very apologetic after the game. When it happened, he was. Did you see him on the bench? Oh yeah, he, he blew up. He on the bench, yeah right. he, and I and I and I'm not going to go as far as saying that it was an accident because it wasn't, but he just got caught up and immediately realized, oh man, no, sorry, I slammed the table. Oh man, not this again, not this again. And you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. If, if I'm a basketball coach, I'm doing this. Even though this is a little bit of Bush League right here. If he gets one of their best players out of the game, I'm saying, hey, if his feet even move near you, trip over it yourself. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay. And I don't know. As a coach, I'm, I'm it's Bush League for sure. But that gets some toss out of it. And I don't think that's what the Elon player no, did. No, not, not there was all. like a weird back Jackie Chan move that Grayson Allen pulled. Okay. Do you think do you uh, think he's gonna learn sitting and watching the game on the couch? Is is that gonna be his lesson or is or is he gonna have it's an a ego? Of the moment. It's it's heat of the moment plays. So I as much as I want to defend him, like I can't you just can't defend him anymore. I mean he's done it three times. You you just can't. And I really hope I'm really rooting for this kid to figure it out. Probably even more so than before. You know, because I like I like to see success, and I like to see the game played right, especially at Duke. You know, the game is played right. They conduct themselves on the court and off the court according to Coach K. You know, they're very um, by the book, and they have a lot of four-year guys, which I think is awesome too. Um, so I really am I'm rooting for him to, to figure this thing out. If you were to make a prediction, how long is this suspension going to last? One game. You just do you think just one? Yeah, is I think it, they is I mean, that good enough? I don't. Th- I mean, whether he suspends him or not, I don't think it's going to change anything really. Nothing. It's not like it's not like he's going to be thinking about him getting s- suspended when he's tripping somebody else in the court. It's just it's the heat of the moment thing. I think he knows you, what he did is wrong. You don't. You don't think this whole experience is going to humble him though a little bit, and maybe he's going to knock some of that. Do stuff you think up. it will? I think, so. like you said, Duke's going to be just fine without him. I mean, he next. was known as a tripper before this happened. Th- that's what I'm saying. That's he, why it blew up so big. If this was the first time it happened, nothing. Well, we well, be the, talking about the right first now. time it happened, it it was nothing. It was it was mentioned, but it was it was no big. Well, deal. just because everybody loves to hate, you know, certain white Duke, Duke players, white Duke Ex- players, exactly. Christian Leitner, JJ Redick, JJ Redick, yeah. Pe- people Allen love to hate them. He, he was yeah, exactly. He was the, he's the next one, and it's a shame that it's sort of snowballed. Like you said, Duke's gonna be just fine. He's gonna be sitting on the couch watching, saying like, "Oh yeah, I'm a contributor, but I was kind of just replaced right here." Oh, they'll, they'll I gotta win rec- without him. They'll win I gotta recognize him. that I'm replaceable and just cut all this crap off because it's making me, it's making my team, it's making my coach look stupid. Right? It's like he's it's like he's making liars out of everybody because it's the third time it's happened. Granted, it's tripping. It's it's tripping. It's something that happens on the court that's against the rules, obviously. Right. I think there's a lot worse things that he could be... Partaking in. True. Yeah. And certainly off-the-field stuff like Johnny Menzel was doing. Right? Yeah. I think if, if you were to pick a problem to have, serial tripping, that's one that you should be able to figure out. That's really not a demon that you got to get out of you. That's just sort of like a, hey man, stop being a tool bag. Yeah. And maybe just, and it look, I mean, he was so ripped and torn up about it. Maybe it'll give him a little bit of perspective. Oh, my team can still win without me. I don't know. I th- hopefully he it's a little bit that. of an ego check. I'm gonna, I'm gonna root for him to win and win big. So maybe Grayson Allen could have that thought. Thus, like you said, would spark him figuring out a little bit. I think whenever an athlete is humbled, I th- I think it's I think it's good. Yeah, 
You know, it's unfortunate, but... but Humboldt, though, is different because this, this, these incidents are related to these, this competitive fire that he has. You know, it's not him, you know, talking smack the whole entire game or anything like that. Yeah. He's, he's just so competitive that he gets frustrated. We've all been frustrated and spiked the ball or, you know, thrown your hat or something. So, like, you've all, we've all done stupid stuff, but he's just in the spotlight 24-7 the camera is always on him, so when he he gets frustrated, he gets beat like that Elon guy, and he sticks his leg out. It's it's, it's selfish. Sure, he, he it's can go selfish. out to the bench and be like, "Crap, why did I do that?" But it still doesn't excuse it. The next time, is he gonna? Is that thought process? That whole thought process gonna go through his head, and he's gonna say, "Oh, like I'm not gonna do that again." You know, the next time, it better, or else the suspension. suspension will be longer. Yeah, you know, it's selfish. It's him thinking. I can get away with this. I'm I'm above the rules. He's not. It's a it's a selfish play. It's a bonehead play. You know. It's 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 almost like he. I don't know. We're gonna see. I'm gonna say. I trust Mike Krzyzewski to figure things out. Though. Sure, absolutely. One guy if he, in this entire world could help Grayson Allen, and it's Mike Krzyzewski. If he could handle a, an Olympic team full of. You know, NBA egotistical Nothing players. Nothing respect for him. I don't think right. it has anything to do with his culture or his team. No, of it's course Grayson Allen making some dumb moves. And right. he's a kid. Granted, he's exactly. He's a, co- he's a college kid. Dude, yeah. stupid stuff. It'll follow him around and it'll be a big joke. But Right, but figure it out. You know, it's the old oh, fool so. me once, shame on, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. This is his third time doing this. Okay, it's good. It might be even a little bit late on Coach K's part. It's good, yeah, and it's I agree. I'm, I don't I'm, even want to get into that. You don't want to like, get into the that? way the way he got suspended. You know, we don't we don't have to get into it. Either way, get into it. But I'm thinking the suspension lasts longer than one game. All right, we can make a little bet if you want. Sure, friendly wager. Friendly wager, maybe like twenty. No, no, no money. The next guy buys the beers for the next for the next show. For the next show. Okay. All right. So you're just saying one, and can I take two, three, four, five? Can I take everything above? Okay, I like that. I like that a lot. That's uh, that's good odds for you. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Terrific. College basketball, just another story that nobody's going to talk about, but you know we're talking about here on PST, Scott. George Mason Patriots, number one in the A-10. That's awesome. Number one. Ten and three. That's out of conference. Ten, it is out of conference. Let me enjoy this. Ten, how many wins did we have last year? 11 total? 11 total. Ten wins right now. Yeah. That's I don't care who it is. I don't care if they played a bunch of, you know, a bunch of tiny little D2, D3 schools. Winning and then nine games in a row, that's tough, no matter who you're playing. Oh, yeah, of course. And, I, and I'm going to be honest. I was a little bit nervous at the game yesterday. It came out flat. And I was thinking, does an eight-game... Does an, having a day, having eight days off in a row, what does that do to a basketball player's mind? What does that do to mentality? Take it. Obviously, they're not taking days off. They're still practicing. They're still getting after it in the gym. Yeah. But it's it's being away from competitive game. What does that do to a what does that do to a to a basketball player's mind? Uh, I don't know if it's it's either good or bad. I mean, it's it's a break, and but it's it's the. It's the winning streak. You got to keep the winning juices flowing. That's what that's what it matters in an eight day break. Right. So if you're losing, you know, we limped in to the to the break. It was really good for us to have a break. Yeah. Because if we just kept playing, nothing good could come of it. You don't want to stop but, when you're ahead. But when you're on a hot streak, you want to keep playing. You want to keep moving. It's why teams call timeout when when they're on, down on a huge run. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but I hope the players and I know the coaching staff does a good job of this. Um, just keeps that we have not, like we talked about before, we have not arrived yet. Love You know, that. we have not, we have that's not the, gotten that's there. That's the, do you remember, Don't that's the this, Nick Saban. Right. That's, we, we talked about that, I think, before on, another, on a prior episode. They can't just look at it and be like, all right, we're done. We're good. Mm-hmm. We're, we've arrived. That's we've, we're now disease, one of the top That's leading, in the, in the that's A-10. a disease. You almost wipe this and say, all right, we have a zero game winning streak right now. Yeah. Because as, as, as a team, that's what you need to say. The fans, everybody's celebrating. It's all great. Everybody's yeah. so happy. We're allowed to do that, but they're not. But the team cannot even think about how many games they've won in a row. Mm-hmm. They can't. Or or you get too cocky. and you. They beat a team yesterday that they should have beaten. Correct. 
But all the, but all that's the, the sign of a good team, right? And and not only that, Scott, but all these teams that they should beat in quotes, they're crushing them. I mean, by twenty points plus. Team, they're buying in. They're buying into the process. Love seeing. Trust it. the process. Love seeing it. Burn your a lot boats, of freshmen. Oh. Burn your boats. Trust the process, and good things will happen. I mean, that's with a lot of teams, and a lot of teams just can't get there, you know. But they trust their coaches. They don't care about their roles, you know. The guys don't care if they're on the bench or playing or just, you know, the sixth or seventh man. Everybody has bought into a winning culture, and that's what it's about, you know. If you're in your own little bubble and you just care about your own stats and your own everything, mm-hmm. then it's never going to work out. But but Otis and Jalen and Marquise, they don't care how many rebounds or points they score. If they need to go get a rebound, they're doing it for the team. They don't, they don't care about... Marquise does, Moore grabbed 17 rebounds yesterday. Does that start with... Starts co- with coaching. Does that start with Absolutely. coaching? Absolutely. It wasn't, it wasn't there. It hasn't been there. We've always had these athletes, and we've always had the, the, the talent. But it's tough when a team doesn't buy in. They're not together. They're in their own little bubble. They only care about themselves. And, right. you know, Ray Allen had a, has a great quote out there. Everybody says the right things in the locker room. Everybody does. You know, that's, I trust that, the team. I trust everybody. I want to work harder, and I want to get better. That's easy. Everybody says words. that. Words are nothing. But where it, when it separates you is when nobody's looking, is when – you got to get up at 6 a.m. and work out. Mm-hmm. Who's sleeping in and who's getting up? And that's what makes a good team and good players. You know, you can say to your coaching staff, yeah, I want to get better. Yeah, I believe in this. Yeah, I want to win. But it doesn't mean it anything. It doesn't mean anything, anything if you're not unless working you're, out. Unless you're, right. like, unless you're doing Trying to get better. You know, it's just getting a little bit better every single day. Right. Work on your jump shot. Work on your ball handling. Work on your conditioning or yeah. defense or your slides. Yeah. There's a bunch of different things you can do. And it doesn't start in the coach's office when they're talking to them like that. It doesn't start on Twitter. It doesn't start, you know, just talking to your friends about how much I want to better. I want to be out. I want to win a league championship. Oh, who'd have thunk that? Twitter doesn't actually do anything. Whoa. No, it's it's for your own complete ego. All right. That's well, what, by the way, do you mind if I just drop yeah. follow uh, well, PST on the episode? You're going to do it? Yeah, no, okay. go ahead. Follow PST on Twitter. Perp, What's, perp talk. Or sport, perp sports talk. Perp. At per- Perp Sports Talk. Perpetual Sports Talk. You it was, put it on Twitter. We'll come up. Perpetual Sports Talk. Correct. But the actual name is Perp. It's at Perp Sports Talk. I like it. There it is. We're on the interwebs. Dude, that's a good... We're making a good footprint, I think. We have three followers. Hey, some you lucky follower could be the fourth. You could yeah. be big we'll number four. We'll give you a four. shout out. For our fourth follower, we would give a shout out. That's true. And our fifth and sixth <laughs> and seventh and eighth and ninth and tenth. Yeah. If you're in the top ten, you're getting a shout out next episode. Yep. First, you're invested. For Scott, you're with us. for Scott and Sean's rocking New Year's Eve with <laughs> with PST. I interrupted you. I interrupted you about what, what was I? I, I lost just, my train of thought. You lost we your have, train of do thought. Do we have that? We have that sound clip up there. Yep, we got oh, it. Oh, you. We got it. Kruger. You couldn't smooth a silk sheet if you had a hot date with a babe. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> That's Scott now. Happy, I lost happy, my train of thought. Where were we? Let me, Will you cut me off? The, I did cut you off. I did cut yeah, you I, off. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even notice. That's what I usually do, though. That's, that's what a good yeah, co-host does, Scott. You were talking about how the mentality of, of work and getting after it starts. It starts with a coach. Are we cracking coaching eggs again? Is that where this is? Coaches, we're making a co- you're making a coaching omelet right now. Oh, we're cracking coaching eggs again. Cracking, I don't like to get cr- to that. That's a lot of pressure. Um, well, you just had, you had nice little nuggets. It's not about the words. Not about what's uh, said in the locker room. We're talking about George Mason basketball, you know, and how yeah they've won nine games, but they're not anywhere where they need to be. You know, like they need to start being competitive in in the A10, and that's what the ultimate goal should be. You know, being competitive every single game. You know, teams like Dayton and VCU and Rhode Island and all those teams at the top half of the ten are are just doing it every single year. You know, they're, they're just consistent. And once we are now competitive with them, that's when you start talking about league championships and you start talking about the little things. But right now, you talk about culture. You talk about you know who needs who's working hard, who's the leaders on those teams. Right. You know and. In the past few years, we haven't had that, but now you can start talking about that because guys are working hard and they're being pushed by the 
the backups and the scout team's doing a good job and everybody's on the same page. Everybody's doing their forward. part. Everybody's doing their part. It's, nobody's doing anything. Nobody's bigger than the team either. It's kind of what you were talking about with Grayson Allen. You know, he needs to sit back and say, I'm not bigger than the team. Correct. The rules still apply to me. Of course. And they can win without they'll win without you. Yeah. You know? well, Everybody can be replaced. Of course. Pretty. But if you're buying it with culture, then it's good. It's tough to do, but they're but doing I, he's doing a four guard lineup, which I think is awesome. It's the way basketball's going. Mm. You know. Keese is averaging a double double. He had another one yesterday. Unbelievable. Twenty it's fun points, seventeen play. rebounds and four blocks. From a six-two guard, four, four blocks, too. four blocks. Yeah, that's. I mean, what he's doing as a six-two guard is actually historical. Yeah, in, we, in, in the country, like in the NCAA history, I don't think there's any ever been a six-two guard grabbing as many rebounds as him. We compared him to to Josh Hart just a couple weeks ago, I mean, which yeah, is Josh a stretch. Hart's a great player, which is a stretch. He's also six-six, six-five, which is a stretch, and he's but, not not grabbing as many rebounds. Right, it's fun comparing their numbers. I know competition is different. Yeah. I know they're you know they're well, they haven't started Big East play yet, but you know they're just playing other it's, other bigger it's scary. conferences. When you play a four guard lineup and you can guard their other team's four man. With your guard, that becomes really scary to the other team. Dangerous. That becomes really, really dangerous. Dangerous. A lot because of tools. you should be giving up on defense for offense. That means. And I know if you're not versed in basketball, I'm just, I'm speaking a different language. Oh, here. I'm, I'm keeping up here. I'm I, good. I know you're fine. Good. But like, if somebody's listening, if we're, if you're playing a four guard lineup, you're losing something on defense. But on the offensive end, you're gaining something because you have a mismatch. And so now if your guard can guard their four-man, their power forward, then they got things both get sides interesting. Now. They got both sides then of the Then things get interesting. You know, when Marquise or, you know, Jair or somebody can guard that big man, mm-hmm. that changes things. And now four-guard lineups work. Could, could you call nine wins in a row? Could you call it this, Scott? Another Festivus miracle. <laughs> Festivus miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. I think it's just like you said. I, I, I think it's no miracle. miracle. No, it's not it's, a miracle. It's the hard work that the coaching staff right. and the players and the whole organization has has done and built. You know, that's but no miracle by any means. I just wanted to play the soundbite. Airing, airing of grievances. I have a grievance <laughs> against that. I'll get to that. And a lot of grievances second. with you people. I'll get. I'll, I'll get to the airing of grievances. Maybe we'll do that in weekend app. Okay, college. Anything else to college basketball? Uh, that's about it. All righty. So switching sports again, new sport. That means new new tune, new song. We're gonna revisit. No, Michael Bublé. No, I just. <laughs> you weren't in the mood guy. for that. Wasn't getting me psyched. It just didn't match with the conversation. Maybe this one will do a little bit better. I wanna. I only want to mention two things with college football. If if you if you have thoughts to add on, if you want to mention anything else, feel free to. Navy. Navy just lost their ball game. They just lost to Louisiana Tech, unfortunately. This would have been four bowl wins in a row. Unfortunately not. Something that's never been done in school history. <laughs> and, it again, it would have been. This is sort of the would have been segment, which is, is a bit of a bummer, but I just wanted to mention it. This, this also would have been back-to-back 10-win seasons, which has also never happened in school history. Back-to-back 10-win seasons. And at the beginning of this season, with the starting quarterback and Tago Smith going down, and then Woolworth filling in and still leading them to where he led them, okay, to an AAC championship, I think that's pretty special. I, again, we, we opened the show with adversity. That was a lot of adversity there. Granted, they're arguably they're the three biggest games of their season. They lost. They lost the championship. They lost the Army. They lost their bowl game. Okay. However, what the, this season, and I hate moral victories. I'm not a moral victory guy. But it's worth pointing out that what they did was pretty impressive. It was very impressive. Another, another, another college football story making history. Old Dominion. ODU, right here in the Old Dominion State. They got their first bowl win ever over Eastern Michigan today. So, that's... Just want to mention it. It's their second year in the the FBS. That's that's pretty impressive. 
Yeah, right, and then and then right in uh, right in Conference USA. We've thought we've had some oh, fun. Yeah. With, we've yeah, had some fun with the old CUSA. Uh, you know what? I'm I wanted to interject something about Navy. Like, yeah, ten win season, they're all good adversity and all that. It's kind of different with Army because as long as Army beats Navy, it's a successful season. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, if we go. 0 and 10, and we beat, or 0 and 9, and we beat Navy. It's a successful season. Right. That's all that matters for Army is right. Navy, Navy, Navy. Navy was ranked 25th. Yeah. But like, it's just crazy how those two sides are different. You know, like we just wanted that so bad. Well, that's you no know, matter the, how much hardship Navy went through, we don't care. We beat Navy. That's over. It's the well. It's not like Army had. I mean, they had a lot of adversity too throughout the season. They, they lost. They lost their. They lost. Their cornerback was killed. Yeah, but and then and then to injuries as well. Oh sure, to every injuries as well. Team goes, goes through that, and it's about having a deep team. But I'm just saying, like the Army Navy game is so crucial, especially after the past. Well, that's just 14, 15 years. It's all... And I don't want to sound salty, but that's just the losing mentality that Army has. Hey, guys, we can lose all these games. We just matter. have to win one. Just sink Navy. Yeah, just losing... That's all it is. It's, it's, a, it's a losing... Beat those pansies from Annapolis. It's a losing mentality. <laughs> if you're cool with going 0-9 and winning that I number 10... I am cool with that. All right. Let's beat Navy. Scott, teach his own. Okay? <laughs> teach his own. I, I, like, I like having a good winning record, but that's just that's just weird old me who who is not into into moral victories. That's all I had on college football. So let's end, as always, the perennial favorite, Weekend Appetizer. What's your little Christmassy Weekend Appetizer this uh, this year, Scott? Wait, for, think, can we just talk about actual Christmas appetizers for a second? Is that a thing, Christmas appetizers? I don't know. Is, is there like a tradition, like your drink is your eggnog, obviously, and tur- turkey dinner generally. Is there, a, is there an appetizer that goes along with Christmas, any sort of... Maybe dip or brie. I feel like brie is a Christmas thing. That tastes, that tastes pretty. I think Christmas-y. it's got to be desserts. I don't, I don't know if it's. Would you rather have Thanksgiving desserts or Christmas desserts? You know what it is. That's pie versus, versus cookies. Pie versus Christmas so cookies. What do you got? Cookies because of the ability of transportation. Grab very, a little cookie, walk around. Maybe have a couple with I the... I make a lot of violent gestures, so I like to just... You know, That's like right. Give, give people one of these That's over one here. of those. Throwing some, <laughs> throwing some buzz. I want to have cookies. I can't do that with pie. Exactly. There you go. I'm going cookies. Okay. However, actual sports weekend appetizer. What's what's exciting your palate on Every year, on TV the NBA has, has its Christmas Day specials. You know, they got... Uh, this year, they got the Warriors and Cavs, which I think... It's a repeat of, well, it, it, I don't think. It is a repeat of the NBA Finals last year. Um, I think that's the biggest thing to watch on Christmas. Um, Even with the NFL games going yeah, on on Christmas, you still think the NBA? Uh, I feel like Christmas is the NBA's kind of time. I'll be watching be watching bowl games? There's got to be bowl games. You'd be watching NBA be watching over the, the bowl NBA. games? Yes, sir. That's fair. Especially you know, Warriors and Cavs, 230. Um, that's, that's a big one. You know... We did. We didn't plan this very well because my weekend appetizer is actually basketball as well. So maybe we should have just so made what? this segment. What, what do you got? Washington Wizards, Scott. Oh man! I just have to <laughs> give me. You know, you're judging. You're judging me. That's all this episode's been. Last episode was me just being mean. Your is just judged me. I'm getting judgment. Zards should not be. Spoken in the same breath with the Warriors and Cavs. And here's I mean, that's tough. here here's why I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it's sort of a cheesy weekend because they actually play tonight Friday they're playing right now and they're gonna their next game after that is Monday they don't have a Christmas day but they're 13 and 15 these next two games they could be at 500 and they're playing the Milwaukee Bucks who they who the who the Wizards have beaten already just just two weeks ago. So I think 500 is very possible. And you know the NBA, you only have to be slightly better than 500 to get into the playoffs. Let's just stay around 500. It's okay to have half of a losing mentality in basketball. You know, just just don't lose more than you win. Just win a little bit more than you lose, even if it's just one. So the Wizards getting to 500, that, Scott, is my weekend appetizer. Fair enough.
Excited for Christmas, buddy. Love it. Merry Christmas, man. Merry Christmas to everybody listening. Thank you again for listening. And and Scott, where can you where can you find us if you didn't get enough PST? At Perp Sports Talk. Our website's up there. We are live in the Twitterverse. That's right. So there you go. So maybe you know, send us some tweets. We'll shoot some out. If, if and give if us we a shout out, give us a few retweets, and we're good to go. Yeah, so we so, let our podcast speak for itself. That's you know, right. And let it brand itself. We're just doing this for fun. We're not doing it for money or anything like that. We just wanna wanna share it with the world. That's right. That's right. So that's it for us. We'll be back for Sean and or Scott and Sean's rocking New Year's Eve. <laughs> but until then, thank you everybody for for listening to PST. Merry Christmas. My name is Sean, and I'm Scott.